0: Last week on Grand Designs. You've just entered the sloppy bowl to find a tragic scene. Huddled against the wall opposite you. Two small charred bodies in her arms. Brynja. And then there was just fire everywhere. It was just fire for like, like a second. Right at the center of the blast, you can see the floor is untouched. This is most likely where Brynja was standing. The pattern of the scorch marks seemed to suggest that it was an instantaneous burst of flame, which is indicative of your classic fireball spell.
1: Well, it just it makes no sense. Um, if one were to hire a, an arcane a, assassin to come here and blow up uh, an inn, when they very well could have just finished me in the market without any sort of uh, reprisal.
2: We have to do something, though. We have to make this up to Bruinia. we just, were just, they've destroyed her, her life. How just often do you just resurrect people? You, you speak of this as if it's just something as simple as taking a
3: bath. Would I like to see those children run through here and be joyful and happy again? Yes.
1: Would I like to see that all be happy again? Yes,
3: but that's not our decision, necessarily.
1: I want to resurrect all three, but um, un- unfortunately, um, none of those corpses came with any money.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Rollmageddon podcast, the Grand Designs Campaign, episode number 26. We are a Pathfinder 2 campaign, Molly's making faces at me, trying to break me while I'm talking.
2: I actually wasn't trying to break you. My eyes just felt really weird,
4: and I was exploring that. (laughs) exploring that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're a horror campaign, sort of, maybe, kind of. And uh, I am Jason, I am the Game Master, and let's introduce the three players and their characters they'll be playing tonight.
2: Oh Well, I guess I'll go first, since I broke Jason right from the beginning. My name is Molly Oblivion, and I play Bonbon, bon, and occasionally her faithful companion, Gremlock, who is also sometimes under the control of the incredibly
0: cool GM. But sometimes he's an independent <laughs> thinker.
1: <laughs> My name is Ellie, and I play Carl the Wizard. Hello. And I am Jordy playing Becca's brandy wine, <laughs> a human bard extraordinaire. You, gots, you just
2: kept getting more and more robot as that sentence went on. <laughs>
3: I went lower. <laughs> when they go high, I go low. <laughs> the reverse of <laughs> Michelle Obama. Uh, uh, I'll go lower.
2: Don't we? Should we should all just get an extra hero point because this was like the best. I'm not you we for are
3: on free. fire already and we haven't even started. Yeah, don't remind him about the hero points because we can get free ones if you forget. So oh, who gets right.
0: hero points? It, did us. anybody have any left yeah. over?
2: I had two left over.
0: I feel like the, the expression on your face. It's
2: is
3: my is allergies, Jason. Expression. I know you're I have reading 2 reading too much into allergies. I only spent one. I, I think I should still have two left, though. Did you? I don't remember. I had three. That's why I'm asking you to please be honest. I'm sure uh, I, I, I'm sure one I one one had one. three and I spent one extra one that one time, but I feel like I had one all left right. over.
0: You uh, usually
2: listen. have the most of all of us. I I mean, I if you want next. to I, take
3: one I away from me one. later,
1: Ollie
0: gets an extra one because he bought pizza.
1: Oh, it's okay. Well, thank you. I'll take
3: it. Our game right. resumes where they last were.
0: At the that's right. Last bowl. time.
3: Sloppy <laughs> <laughs> Bowl. Jesus Christ. Rusty Beam. <laughs> We need three word things for our hotels. (laughs) That's all. Three words that are weird and different from each other. The
1: girthy, sturdy beam. Here we go. Sloppy bowl. Sloppy seconds bowl.
0: Anyway. (laughs) How dare you disrespect the memory of Brynja's family?
2: Dude, I would totally eat at the sloppy seconds bowl. (laughs) That'd be a very
3: unique meal. really salty. Why is <laughs> it so salty? You
0: guys put too much salt in this soup. Is this a chowder?
1: The vermilion tit and Ariola.
0: Anyway, last time you investigated the crime scene where you would found uh, some much. sort of fire-based uh, calamity which killed many people including Berenu's family. Did not kill her but left her pretty messed up. And after discussing some things, you all went out and kind of did different stuff. Uh, Carl, you went to the temple to discuss the possibility of rezzing the kids and husband, or at the very least, your apprentice, uh, with uh, Lucretia. Lucretia and, and
3: her lizard. No, oh. Morgana's got the lizard. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> I thought we were at the library. No. Temple. Oh, the the temple. The temple.
0: And uh, Beggis and Bonman went out and perused some uh, inns and taverns and so forth, collecting information about where to find Tink. Found a few leads, but nothing really solid. And so now we continue as you've all reconvened after your respective adventures at the Sloppy Bowl, discussing the moral ambiguities of whether or not to raise people from the dead and all this other stuff. And Bon Bon, if I remember correctly, you were leaving to go talk to Weston. I was indeed. Bon Bon leaves, storms off into the night, Gives you a middle finger. Screw you, Carl! Oh. Just kidding. No, she
1: doesn't do that. Carl's already emotional from the loss of his uh, his apprentice anyway, so he's he probably probably sheds a few tears or something. Elves cry?
3: Um, <laughs> they only cry when they came. <laughs> well, uh,
1: who, who's to say Carl's not coming?
2: Maybe their tears also impregnate many
1: women. I mean, I, it's There's off- a chance, but there's an off-link that
3: you might be... The offspring of me, but I also find you very attractive. And you further our gene pool by it's maybe me sliding down. inside of you. Walk,
0: not walk down that road again.
3: I think you already did. I feel like.
0: I think you're already full of hero points, aren't you? I'm
3: at two. Uh, I feel like I've had three before. Uh, you did, there we go. He didn't manage but, to break. Right, all, but go.
1: maybe me sliding inside of you. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> I've never heard Ollie laugh like that. Oh my god.
4: <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done,
3: I'm done. Once he regains his composure, <laughs> Becca asks Carl, "You know well of religion, correct?" "Um, I've been studying recently." "Um, do you recall any sort of religion in which uh, a red bird might be the like icon or symbol of said religion?"
0: Make a 20 set of die roll.
3: Twenty-four.
0: Twenty-four. Give me a second to check my notes.
1: Um. Yes. The um. The vermilion tit is the symbol of the nipple worship cults. Um. Their worship involves licking of the middle fingers and um. Uh, proceeding to circle uh, their nipples in a clockwise motion oh, while right. reciting um, a prayer how to I call them? Nipple teety. um They also uh, suckle at her stony teat. I'm in a roll okay, for okay. deception I'm right just now. I've
2: been watching Jason this entire time. I'm just
1: filling the
4: time. You can edit it out. There we go. <laughs>
0: So you do recognize the symbol it's an obscure sort of like a third tier goddess goddess known as Dinora Dinora uses conveniently a red orange bird as her symbol and is traditionally this particular bird is traditionally associated with the vermilion tit as it's a local uh, or bird local to the region of uh, portional Grand in the kingdom of waham she is a goddess of seduction, manipulation, and truth. Um, other than that, it's, she's a pretty minor goddess. A lot of gods and goddesses that are in this sort of third tier spectrum are usually associated more with smaller groups or um, you know, it might be like a god of nomads or something like that that travels and is only only uh, prominent within a singular particular cultural group or belief system or whatever, or gods that are incredibly regional. And the only thing you really know is that um, Dinora is a very secretive goddess. For being someone who's so associated with truths, uh, she seems to keep a lot of secrets. Dainora is also known as the goddess of stolen secrets. Or the sanguine lady, sanguine. Am I pronouncing that right, Molly? Sanguine, yes, penguin. penguin.
2: You can say you can say sanguine or sanguine. Well, just, sanguine, just not penguin. You cannot say penguin. I mean, oh, you penguin. can, but it would make no sense.
0: Okay. Penguin. <laughs> She's also known as the bi- <laughs> begui- penguin. <laughs> <laughs> She's also known as the beguiling queen or the collector of secrets, and she is known for using seduction and manipulation in order to find. Lost and Hidden Truths and Secrets. And that's about all you know of her, even though I have this lovely printout that I may give you at some point, and if you happen to roll better or discover more.
1: She is all of those things that I just <laughs> told you, Beckus, Um, in exactly that fashion. Um, and if we perhaps were to go research her, we could learn more.
3: Mm, I feel like research isn't enough. I want experience. So I'm going to venture out to uh, the lonely barmaid and see what happens from there. If you want to accompany me. uh, I would love to
1: accompany you, Beckus.
0: All right, so you're all heading outside the walls up to where you last saw the door, I'm assuming?
3: Yeah, to about my... uh, do I need to be drunk enough to remember where I was? Like, is it
1: state-dependent <laughs> learning, or...? I would assume you could make your
3: way back. Okay.
1: This, is the of people open? Like, you can't... Nobody's eating and drinking, right? No one's serving it anything. It just no got one's attacked, like, three it. hours ago. It's just, ago. like, we got in there
3: because, like, we're allowed, and there's, like... Yeah, it's... Remember, uh, there are 11th outside. hour... Yeah, yeah.
0: 11th hour guards posted outside. Okay. There's some people who were milling about in the streets wondering what happened, but they've all left. Um, you're getting close... It's getting close to midnight. Okay. After all of the whole y'all wandering around and getting information and stuff. But as you go off to do that, we're going to switch over to Bon-Bon. All right. Bon-Bon.
2: Oh, Bon-Bon on our way to Beckett. You mean Weston? Yeah, Weston.
0: I get them confused often. That's
2: <laughs> true. All you humans sound and look the same to me. Anyway. Ouch. <laughs> all right. So I'm on my way to see Weston. So you make it to
0: Weston's mm-hmm. mansion. And...
2: I knock upon the door. Wait, don't I have like a key at this point? Because I mean, I work with him a lot or...
0: You do not have a key, um, but you also know that the door is rarely locked. Okay. Because Saris usually never locks it.
2: Okay. um, I will do a polite knock upon the door, but then just let myself in.
0: Okay. Which is what you usually do, probably. (laughs) Yeah. So you walk into the main hall... Candles are sort of burning low. You tell it's just the whole place is kind of shut down for the night. Um, you hear the sound off to the left is the sitting room, and past the sitting room is the uh, like the kitchen area, and that the stairway that leads down into Weston's under or basement laboratory. And you hear off to your left the sounds of snoring, loud, obnoxious snoring. Sarah. Yes, as you walk into the sitting room, you realize that he has passed out. Not in a chair, but was literally laying on the floor, kind of curled up into a fetal position, clutching a large bottle of half-empty liquor as if it were a you know, pillow.
2: That's our Saris. Is there a blanket nearby? Uh,
0: I don't know. Would there be a blanket nearby? No, there's no blankets. Mm. There's some What about a jacket? Doilies. Like his ja-
2: <laughs> I go over to the doilies, and I attempt to cover him up as best I can with them.
0: With doilies, and,
3: <laughs> and I and There's I remove like the bottle of liquor, snowflake layer of doilies yeah. on top of him right now that makes a pile.
2: Yeah, and then I I take the bottle of liquor and set it next to him, but like far enough away that if he thrashes, he won't knock it over. You know? Okay, but like he'll see it when he wakes up, and then I pat him on his head.
5: Okay, he's.
2: And then I I I satisfied. I uh, go down to the to look for Weston in the workshop, laboratori. the laboratory.
0: Alright, you open the door down to the basement and walk down the stairs and you hear Weston down there appears to be sort of humming some sort of off key
4: While you
3: begin to proceed down the stairs you notice that Weston is dressed only in an apron. <laughs> Bon you see bon. his butt cheeks as you proceed downstairs. All right. Anyway,
2: Bonbon bon collapses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, he fell down the stairs. Bonbon bon is dead.
2: Bonbon bon has died.
0: <laughs> you walk out. Uh, you get to the bottom of the stairway. You walk out and you see Weston, and of course, in his lab coat, and he's got some pieces, bits and pieces of what looked to probably been a human, uh, and he is carving them up and making notes. And doesn't seem to notice you at all. His back is turned towards you. Weston? Right, he jumps and turns around. He realizes he's just like splattered in blood. He's got like a, a large scalpel on his hand. He looks down at you. Oh, Bon Bon, it's been... Uh, you, um, what are... It's very late.
2: I know. I, I'm i so sorry to come here like this at this hour. I just... um, I didn't really know where else to go, I guess.
5: Are you in trouble of some sort?
2: Um. No, I um. I'm not in trouble. I suppose. I. I...
0: You suppose. That sounds rather ambiguous.
2: Well, I. Someone set fire to the sloppy bowl.
0: Oh, uh, I hadn't heard about that.
2: A lot of people were killed, including Bruinia's children and her husband.
0: That seems very unfortunate.
2: It is, and it's it's made um. I mean, it's made everyone sad. You know, uh, Carl is particularly sad. Gremlock is even sad, you know, saddened by this. And I I mean, I am too. I'm not without feeling, but I was just wondering if you would be willing to. And again, I'm so sorry to interrupt your work. It's just, would you tell me why, why is it that you do what you do? Why, what is the purpose to you for bringing uh, these things back to life for reanimating creatures and humans the way that you do? Why do you do it?
0: Well, the the long answer is, well, very long but uh, I think the simplest explanation would be look at it this way from the beginning of time itself um, every living creature every, everything that we've done as living creatures, even, even animals, the what we do is to stave off death. We eat, uh, we breed, we seek, seek shelter. Um, eventually, we begin creating fire to keep the heat away or wear clothes to uh, prevent the effects of harsh environments. We create weapons to fight back against the things that might hunt us down and kill us, including each other. As time goes on, we get better and better at this. and uh, We find herbs and alchemical solutions and invent things to keep us from dying of diseases or uh, other maladies, minor infections. The whole point seems to, for our existence, seems to be to master the world before it masters us. We only have a finite amount of years to do that. I mean, obviously like the uh, swell like your friend uh, carl i have many more years to do these sorts of things but the way i see it is bringing someone back to life from the dead is nothing more than a continuation of these efforts to master death and prolong our life we live in a world that's constantly trying to rob us of our living state and what if we can simply reverse that uh, we can pull ourselves back from the precipice of death it would Be sort of the next phase of intellectual evolution in priests and so forth they can still uh, they can, they can do this they have the power of magic or the divinity of the gods or whatever uh, you want to call it to to be able to do this thing and this is why to me being able to do it with science is important because these the priests and these gods are they're, they're very fickle and they just like they want to decide who's important enough or whether it's a whether or not it's appropriate for a particular person to come back, and I think that that's unfair to most people. It's selfish. Um, I hope that makes things clearer. I, at least that's how I see it. It's just, it's just. Death is simply one more thing to be overcome, one more problem.
2: Intellectually, I understand the need to understand death and to help prolong our lives. But I also think death is a natural thing and I worry, I suppose, about long-term consequences of no one ever dying. I can see both sides, why it's good to do what we do and why some would try to stop it. But anyway, my friend Carl wants to pay a temple to resurrect Bruinia's daughter and possibly the rest of their family. But he has said, I mean, you know, you, you were just talking about it, about how priests, temples, they decide who's appropriate to bring back and who isn't. And is it fair to resurrect one while not resurrecting the others? Is it fair to, to play favor, you know, to play a favorite and choose the daughter because she was the most Lovable or the most beautiful, or she served the best purpose to Carl, you know? Wouldn't it be better to bring them all back or none at all? And I mean, why? I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about these temple resurrections. It seems strange to me. I don't even entirely understand. I mean, I realize it's defined divine hand by the gods or what have you, but I don't know. I guess I just don't know how to feel about it. And it feels wrong. You know, it's tragic that they died, and I'm very sad that they did. And if their death could somehow serve science, you know, humanity at large, then, you know, absolutely use that. But in this case, their death would serve only Carl and their mother. And is that not selfish? Is that not a betrayal of nature, in a way?
0: Let me ask you a a riddle of sorts. If your friends... Carl and Bekkus were both sick with a very fatal disease, and you had but one potion to offer. Which one would you choose? Beckus. That was very easy for you.
3: <laughs> I really hoped you said Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's, Carl's, Carl, uh, Carl, the shoulder devil version
1: of Carl, looks really upset. <laughs> Beckus
3: has lived enough but i feel like carl has lived too long to not learn the lesson that he should and he (laughs) should live longer to learn said Uh, lesson
2: no carl carl has been alive for so much longer than either of us carl's been alive for so much longer than most creatures have been alive he was a tree you know a fucking tree bonbon's been listening to To santa yeah but he was a tree for so long and he's had so many experiences in it you know that he's also progenated like I don't even know how many hundreds of children, and and so much of you know there's so much of him out there running around in the world, and I don't know. I I, I find it fascinating, and I, I definitely I, I think it's interesting, but I also think that after all this time of being alive, he still thinks that those little wooden things that he whittles are going to get him out of fights and sticky situations, and somehow. Uh, all right, perhaps I asked the wrong question. <laughs>
0: Um, (laughs) Okay, let's say... um, (laughs) Let's say that you had the choice between um, your mother and your father. You can only cure one of them.
2: My mother uh, died when I was a baby.
0: You're not making this easy. It's a hypothetical (laughs) question.
2: I'm sorry, what? It's a what?
0: It's a hypothetical question. I don't know what that word means. That's perfectly fine. (laughs) What I'm saying is... If it's, whether it's going to be fair or not is completely dependent on how you feel. We live in a world governed by one of two things scientific and an intellectual fact or emotional biased opinion. The priests live by biased opinion. Hence, you can only have a priest resurrect someone who happens to be in the service of their god. Science, you can pick and choose. You can choose emotionally, or you can choose by logic and thought. Is it fair? What is fair? Does the concept of fairness even really matter?
2: No, I suppose it doesn't.
0: Oh, I would not get your hopes up that you are be able to even resurrect your friends. I mean, as I have said, those who can perform these sorts of rituals are very stubborn about sharing them with other people.
2: Have you ever successfully brought someone back? I mean, really brought them back—not just the way we've done, the way that I've seen, where it's a, a sort of temporary. It's a learning process. But have you ever successfully brought someone back, restored them completely to life?
0: Not yet. That's what I'm trying to figure out.
2: <sighs> well, I, thank you. I, again, I'm, I'm very sorry to interrupt your work. I just—I guess I'm having um, what humans would call a um. Conundrum. I want to support my friends. I uh, never really had many of those, and I want them to feel supported. And I, I do miss Borinya's children. I mean, I don't miss them, they, they just left. But I mean, you know, I would miss them eventually. They were lovely. And I feel very badly for Borinya. I don't feel that she should have to suffer, you know, for something we did.
0: Yes, death always brings suffering.
2: Yeah, but. I don't know, I spent so much time around death growing up, it just it just feels natural to me. It feels like a thing that happens, you know? No one was ever resurrected in my tribe.
0: Oh, uh, well. Here, it's a little more common. I mean, depending on what circles you run with. you have enough influence or money to pay the properly corrupt priest here or there?
2: Well, thank you for your counsel. I appreciate it.
0: And of course, any time.
2: I guess I turn and shuffle up the stairs in my dress.
3: She thinks in her head, keep it tight, Weston. (laughs) Keep it tight. (laughs) Stay classy.
2: I like to think that Weston taught me how to curtsy because I was fascinated by like... (laughs) his like culture and everything like that. So I, I kind of like curtsy to him in the dress and then turn around and walk away. Bon Bon takes two <laughs> stairs at a time yeah, to I'm take still big wearing the steps
3: beard. so that her booty moves with each step.
2: <laughs> it's so funny because this is the one scene I've ever had with Weston where I am not hitting on him at all and you guys are going to town right now. Yeah, because
3: I'm like trying to teach you the art of subtlety. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to My body's
2: in crisis, man. He's like
1: pressing way too hard <laughs>
3: and I'm telling you to be like be aloof so that I'm once he saying wants press on it. On the
1: gas, he saying press on the brake. Uh, Who's got
3: the higher charisma count here like
1: It would be definitely trust that.
2: If
1: you hold the brakes the whole time you're never going to get it with your uh <laughs> Creepy human. If you're just trying to man. get around the block, I don't know why you're trying
3: to floor it. <laughs> you get to a stop sign, you stop, and you look around, and you know what you need to do, and then you turn, and then you get around that block.
1: You take your foot off uh, of you the. You sound break. like the
0: world's worst GPS navigator. <laughs> <laughs> or the best. You <laughs> like just keep meta, going around the same the fucking block. I'm never going to find right McDonald's.
3: Don't. If you feel like it, just do it. <laughs> But there is a stop sign there, so you must stop at least to think about it.
1: It, it would be cool if you turned right, but like if you don't, I'll understand. You know? I'll, give you a, I'll give you another route. In all ways oh in my life, God, you I can make a hard right on. or a hard
3: left, <laughs> or you could just keep going straight because this is a three-way stop. All right. You start
0: clicking that pen. I, I only have one. Bite your I needed to redo it,
3: <laughs> and I've been doing it under the table where you can't hear it while other people oh, are talking. The, I don't the think The microphone hears it.
0: <laughs> so, Carl, Beckus, you go wandering out through the north gate again. It's the middle of the night. Luckily, you've pretty much become friends with everybody who guards the gate. At this point, so they just let you in and out. Oh, it's Beckus. Oh, and you got Carl with you this time. I see.
1: Yeah, how is that uh, porcupine treating you there, Charles? What? Yeah, I remember that, that poor... Oh. Wrong gate, sweetheart. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. You look just like Charles. <laughs> uh,
0: y'all need to get out. <laughs> y'all get drunk somewhere else. Don't bother me. Not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way back to... What was it? The Lonely it? Barmaid. The Lonely Barmaid. And you wander through the alleys um. where you were before.
3: Firstly, I'm gonna pour two very strong drinks to try to like. I want to be on the same level. I want to recreate anything. Like if something's gonna slip by me, I want to be like slightly unaware. But like, I need that same.
1: Right. It's,
3: it's an experiment.
1: Carl will All also right. pour two more very strong <laughs> drinks, it's four silver each. Um, and um, he's gonna drink both of the drinks real fast and give give back this one.
3: I drink both of mine quickly.
1: Should we? Uh, should we do another round? Um, how mm. how drunk were you the first time?
3: I mean, it was a. He just started,
0: bit. yeah. You're just you're drinking some very strong stuff. It's midday, so, much, so yeah,
3: we're good. Let's proceed through the alley. I just um, you follow me, buddy. All right. Here we go. I need to remember what I was doing. Pretend you're Andra and you're really big and attractive and dumb and almost <laughs> ununderstandable.
1: <under, laughs> un- I'm mm, muscle man. Look at my chest. I smash stuff. Uh,
3: it's not working for me. I can understand you too much right now.
1: My muscle,
3: smash. There we go. <laughs> All right, now you walk down that way, and I point down an alleyway. I'll just wander that way. Okay,
0: <laughs> guess what are you doing? Just watching him wander.
3: I follow slightly behind him, but almost a block and a, like a block behind because I feel like that's about how far him and I were from each other.
0: Okay, uh, make a perception check, just Beccus.
3: And you bring my papers today, I'm sorry. I'm no better.
0: papers, no admittance. Mm.
3: No papers. No <laughs> there goes the no arrow no point. That's twenty.
0: All right. It doesn't take you long before you find the alley that you were in before. Although there's no sign of a door or a painted bird there,
3: mm. I'm gonna stare at the building in which that I saw the door from the backside, which there is no door, and I'll proceed to start doing a sexy dance for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> See if All right, that works. You uh, should I roll a performance? Ma- sure, make a performance check. That's a twenty-seven.
0: Uh, Carl, you witnessed a very sexy dance.
1: I'm going to I'm gonna come out and throw some some coppers to start the the money flow for him. From, okay. Well, you're in an
0: alley, and there's not going to be any money flow from anyone else. Well, <laughs> I'll throw, I'll throw him a couple coppers. coppers. <laughs> All right, your drunk ass throws a couple of coppers at, at Pegas' feet. I guess nothing happens.
3: Well, I guess there's no secrets here that I have to share.
1: Well, I've got lots of secrets. Do you? <laughs> yeah, but nobody will ever get my secrets. I cast
3: charm at one level. <laughs> uh, wait,
0: cast charm on who?
1: Carl.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, hold on, hold it's on. It's
2: happening again.
0: You're casting it at level one? Uh, Yep. Okay, remember, this is going to upgrade your degree of success, so you just need to not critically fail your saving throw. So make mm-hmm. a will save. Oh, man. Yeah, you're fine. Twenty-three. <laughs> right, you shrug off the effects of this rather soft <laughs> charm spell.
1: Why, Beckus, You charmer.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to go through the motions here. Let's try this, and I walk up to the wall and just knock on the wall.
0: All right, you knock on the wall. Nothing happens.
1: Hmm. Um, can I detect magic?
0: You can detect magic if you wish. Uh,
1: wait, I know that we're searching for the doorway, right? And Theoretically. Vegas? Guess... Okay, yeah, I'll, det- I'll cast detect magic.
0: All right, you sense that there's something magical within the radius of the spell.
1: Can I Can I narrow it down? Knowing- no, you cannot, remember? <laughs> oh,
3: Lady Donora. The
0: way that's done is you would then cast... Uh, a, well, you could move around to try to narrow it, the space down, but then you would cast read Aura. Okay, I'll do that. Which is a cantrip on each individual object you think might be magical.
1: Okay, I have that prepared as well. I would like to cast that. Frankly, uh, I thought it read a person's aura, but um, this is also... No, good. no, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's actually... Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Remember I, I was complaining
0: how oh, there was no direct way to figure out magic yeah, stuff, no, then there aura. was It's a cantrip.
1: No. Well, I um, I would like to do that to see if there's anything magical that I don't know about. Hold on.
3: I will also cast it at the same time, since I have it as one of my special innate cantrips.
0: All right, you cast your... It takes a minute for each casting of aura, by the way, and you cast it about on various things, the wall, windows, like anything you can find, and nothing that you scan with your aura comes across as magical. Make a... All right, you can make either a nature, an occult, an arcane, or um, whatever the other one is. Religion, religion. (laughs) Any of the the four base magical things, since Reed aura falls into all those categories, you can make any one you want. All
1: I got a 28.
0: Beckus? Ten. All right, Beckus, you discover nothing. Carl, you reckon that the only, like, Given the number of things you're scanning, either you're really just not finding what it is. It's also possible any uh, the read aura spell will not detect any illusion that's higher than uh, the level that you cast the spell at. Oh, so if what you're detecting is some sort of illusionary magic, it will be impossible to detect unless you heighten the spell. For one, uh, even then, if the illusionary magic is more powerful. Then what you're able to heighten that spell to, you'll still not be able to detect it. It's the nature of illusions to be secretive.
1: I, I know this, right?
0: That's what I'm just. That's what okay. you just. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, I, okay. But <laughs> no, like... you don't know this. I'm just throwing that out there to <laughs> troll you.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna. I'm gonna explain to Beccus um, this exact information.
3: Well, shit.
1: Um. So, oh,
3: sanguine lady. The beguiling queen, I suppose my knowledge for the secrets of things that I do not know is not enough for you, so I suppose I will be leaving here, and anything that you might need from me in return in an eternal service for the things that I am seeking for is not enough for you. Uh, listen. I start walking away. Okay. Uh But Slowly but like the Hulk while he's walking down the highway <laughs> looking for a ride. <laughs> listen, Sadly that's a reverence that a lot of people won't get.
2: Uh but <laughs> we you know get it and that's what matters. Listen,
1: uh Google di- it. Listen, Dinora, uh I-, I don't know if you know, but like uh Beckus once he makes up his mind is pretty stubborn. So like if you know, if you want him to help you, uh maybe now would be the time. And I'll wander off behind him.
0: Okay, you two wander off.
1: Okay. Uh, As we're wandering off, um, I had an idea. Um, Should we tell her a secret? Like, offer a secret where that door was and see if maybe it'll like open?
3: Every time I fart, I laugh, regardless. (laughs) Even if it's silent and someone's like, what are you laughing at? And I say... Oh, just something funny I was thinking
1: about. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's because I farted. <laughs> no. Uh, right, I, I, I'll come back to where the wall is. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to whisper to the wall. I'm going to tell it a secret. Okay. Um. Uh, l- listen, listen. I I know you like you like secrets, so um, I'm I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you my secret. Um, which none of my none of our none of our team knows. Um, I. I think I'm directly responsible for the death of my apprentice. Um, and the guilt at having caused so innocent a child's uh, life to be taken um, makes me want to stop at nothing to get her back. Um, and I'm, I'm put on a strong face, but I'm really torn up inside because we were really close. Um, and I don't think... Um, I don't think Beckis or Bonbon bon are going to appreciate when I resurrect her, regardless of what they decide.
3: Here's a secret, Janora. He's not whispering that
1: quietly. i <laughs> love <laughs> oh, no, no, trying. All right. Uh, well, that, that was my, that was my, my attempt at, at trying to... All right. Nothing happens. Let's see?
3: Nope. <laughs> it's a I riddle. start whistling as I walk away.
0: Okay. Is that probably
1: uh, attracting a bird? I don't know. We'll
3: see. And <laughs> a whistle
1: the whole way home. All right. So uh, I'll talk to Becca's on the way out. So, like, you know, she's she's kind of a minor, like a third tier uh, goddess or something. So you know, it's not surprising that she wouldn't show up to.
3: Oh, I'm pretty sure she's angry at me because I didn't recognize her. we I had a meeting. You remember that pleasant bird? I like that bird. I should have taken it home, but I didn't.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, on the on the balcony. Yeah, I remember that.
3: It was in an alleyway, but you know, you're on the roof after a certain point. You're always up on the roof. <laughs> yeah, I like getting up high. Should call you rough cuz you're always hanging out on the roof, as my grandmother <laughs> would have said.
1: I think I had a a a a dog named um rough back in the day.
3: Do you feel like you're personally responsible for what you did? Um, I feel like you have no personal claim to the children throughout the years, and this one, even though it wasn't yours, you felt a special connection to? Yeah. And you wanted to like nurture it in a way that you haven't done before, and it awakened feelings inside of you you thought you didn't have. And then they were there, dormant. Listen, now um, they're awake. How do you feel?
1: Listen, Beckus, I've um I've gone out. I've gone out to buy tobacco on um, a lot of kids um, in my my lifetime. Um, you know, I, I tell I tell their mother that I'm I'm going to be running to the store to go I buy some tobacco, fresh tobacco, for a pipe. and uh, I just I just don't come back. Uh, I, I did that a lot of times. Um, it kept working. So,
0: is there anything else that anybody wants to do before, you know, crashing out the night? Is it getting to be like I one, two like in I the morning I my
3: intentions to Dinora, or Din- how do we pronounce this? Dinora. Dinora, okay. That's what I thought. Dinora. Is it a D-Y or a D-I? D-A-I. D-A-I? Okay, that
1: means- make- oh, uh, Listen, oh, make- listen Beckus, um, here's the thing. So, I, I spoke with um, Lucretia Um uh on the on on the quiet um you know we we may yana may not be who we want to go with here um it it sounds like she's gonna want an awful lot um so we may want to look at maybe like another option um just suppose that's possible but we should also talk to ruinya
3: about what options she actually wants
1: well, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, um, we'll we'll of course take her uh, opinion into consideration. Um,
3: I understand your apprentice was special to you, but she was more special to Berenya because she was her daughter. Well, yeah, and so if she wants her back or her family
1: back. She will tell us. Well, f- fair enough. And if if it turns out she she doesn't want her back, then perhaps. Um, I will resurrect her and um, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll adopt her and, and, and raise her as the child I um, uh, had
3: Rupitz many of. Rufus
0: swats you on the back well, of the head. I'll hair.
3: agree, but just so you know, my dancing fees are quite high, but my babysitting fees are quite higher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, she's, she's, she's fairly self-sufficient at this point. Point. Um, Look what
3: I can do, and I do a patadu de in the alleyway. Yeah. So you what? A do. De it's a ballet move. Okay.
2: Oh, I thought you meant you had to pee. Yeah, it's. Like, <laughs> I, I, I heard know.
3: pot of
4: dew.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs>
3: like you're gonna leave some chamber pot back there.
2: Actually, <laughs> you heard. know I what? I think de was a like fancy way of saying potty. No, I think uh-huh. a
3: do de is actually a fancy horse dancing move. Mm that's actually horse dancing sorry <laughs> is that dressage is that what that's called dressage yes i was remembering like it was from parks and rec but like you don't put a horse down because they put a failed a patadou <laughs>
1: Can I, can I just say that dressage sounds like the most pretentious thing I can possibly think I mean, of. Anything with
3: horses is pretentious to me, and I also hate horses. So, like, if you really like horses, I really don't like you. <laughs> but it's like,
1: it, but it's like, like, yeah, horses, great. But like, it's so far outside of what horses do. Like, run, pull stuff, get ridden.
3: I mean, they can have fancy personalities, and I get that, and they can recognize faces and shit like that. But dance, I don't trust them because they don't trust me.
0: All right, so does anybody have anything nope. useful to do before crashing out?
3: No. We're going to sleep.
0: All right, you all go to sleep and wake up the next day. What before
3: that? I rest, I light a candle. Okay. It's red. All <laughs> right.
0: So the next day comes around. Um, bon Bon, you still have your normal work day, heading off to Gartuk's. I think I'd change out of my things. dress
2: and into my overalls. Yes, I
0: believe that Gartuk would insist that you stop wearing the dress because you keep knocking things over. It's so giant. You turn around and make these grand gestures and
5: just like
3: <laughs> knock shut over with like, your big shoulders. Well,
5: there goes another hundred and fifty gold worth of chemicals. Thanks for that.
0: Did I, by
2: the way, can I ask you an out-of-character question?
0: I suppose so.
2: How many questions did I ask Weston? That you were prepared for, and how many did I not ask him that you were prepared for?
0: I just had a running monologue.
2: Okay. Because I I had, there were like three other questions that I considered asking him, but it felt like maybe it wasn't the right time, so I didn't.
0: I just expanded off what I had already written. You could send a letter. I'll give you a little bit of, a little bit of the under the hood is when Jason is writing something like this monologue, knowing you're going to ask a specific thing. I tend to rehearse the speech in my head over and over and over in different ways, mm-hmm. so that whenever you whatever you might come up with, I might have already thought of.
2: You didn't know for sure that I was going to ask him that. I could have been like, hey, Weston, where would you buy your apricots? You don't know.
3: Sure. We are having best.
0: an existential crisis and went to Weston. Yeah. I literally have a page of existential crisis stuff for <laughs> Fonbond.
3: Should have just this. gone to the alley and thought of nothing and tried nothing, and the door <laughs> would have just appeared to be. If you That's look at true. this, the title
0: of the scene is "Bonbon's like Existential Crisis." <laughs> Jesus Christ! I feel
2: like I should have—I should have asked more questions. <laughs> I just, you know, didn't expect him to answer the way that he did, and. He made me feel a little bit better about you, although I also now know that if I had to choose, I would save his life. Away. <laughs> I like
0: that <laughs> Answered that so quickly. Uh, I,
1: I think we all—I think we all knew how that was going to go from the get-go.
0: So, Bon Bon, you off to work. Okay. Um, Carl, you wake up and realize that normally you would have an apprentice today to train. But today don't. is different. So you kind of dead. have...
3: Ouch. Sorry. Bong i just, getting dark. I was just helping you. She is floating in the in-between right now. And she's wondering whether you're going to be able to bring her back or not. Or whether she has the <laughs> strength to make it back to her mangled body. To try to make it happier for Bruinia. Is this an attempt just to torture also Carl? Her son <laughs> and her husband.
2: Who you're not going to bring back because, you know... The little the little girl's your favorite.
1: Well, let me well, ask you, you, know me what? Ask He's you waking a question up. in response. What are the husband and little boy's names? Bonbon.
2: I know the answer to this question. What?
1: Are, what is the answer? Obviously. What is it? Tell me.
2: <laughs> their names are...
1: We're, we're waiting. Baited
5: breath.
2: The husband's name is...
0: I'll give you a hero point if you get involved. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say Don't say, Jordy.
2: The husband's name
0: is... <laughs> <laughs> give her time. Give her time. You
1: take all the time you want. Got a hero point
0: <laughs> on the line here. Oh, that's a juicy one.
1: <laughs> that's a really good looking hero point, too. I'll give you a hero point for each one that you remember. <laughs> Assuming I
0: don't put you over three.
4: <laughs> Their names are.
1: I'll give you both of mine if you remember both names as well. <laughs> I can't even do that, but I'll, I'll, I'll spend them however you want.
2: Richard and, and L- Lewis. All right. Let's okay, get
1: let's well, get back to the game. Well, I, I just I would have mentioned to you my, my apprentice's name was Aniwe, uh but I called her Ani.
2: What were her
3: what were this husband and sons? What names? were Aniwe? I don't know their brothers. names. <laughs> well I don't care if they come <laughs> back or not. You don't know
1: their
2: names either.
1: Well, I'm not trying to resurrect them. <laughs> I'm if they if they happen to get resurrected in the process of all of this, Carl is okay with that. But Carl doesn't really know what either of their names are <laughs> offhand right now. What are their names, do does, It doesn't matter because we're the not worried about name, resurrecting them. The
0: boy's name is Ewan. anyway oh, and on. Ewan. Ewan, Lewis,
2: there's so many of the same letters. The only one that I don't really know <laughs> for And
0: sure. the husband is Viedero. God damn it. Wow, you were know, really down. close on both of those. <laughs> so you know,
2: close. man. Viedero? is totally a derivative of Richard Richard
1: Vadero <laughs> I think that's actually uh, Richard in um, a different language basically. I think you're He's totally bot- right Rothen like
3: Richard. Well it's like yes. Richard I Ricardo I meant Charles in high <laughs> high speech.
2: Great, <laughs> have my back.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, so the 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 reason the reason that we um, that Carl is so um, obsessed with Raising his, his apprentice is because he cares He's about it. He's lazy.
2: What's that? <laughs> He's lazy.
1: Well, given that, my, given that my, I don't have an apprentice to train today, I'm going to go and- uh, Yes, you have a full day tea. of
0: you can just sit around and work as you would have beforehand, or you can do other things. Um, um Hold on. Molly is ex- raising her hand.
2: I have a question.
3: <laughs> yes. I have a question. You have a do lot you? of questions. Because your hand was up, because that's why we responded, so- was that the or question? Because it ended with a question mark. <laughs> you guys are killing me. You do have a question. Period. I have a question. Quest yes, away.
1: Yes,
2: yes. A. I didn't know that Brunia even had a husband until he died. Like I didn't even know that she had a husband that worked. Yeah, in the I kind
0: only physically introduced him the game, that he died.
2: And, right. And so, how was I supposed to know what his name was? I don't think you've ever said it. I've
0: said it about three or four times. When? I say at least. Uh, twice, over so. the course of the last two games.
2: Why?
3: Because he died what? the last yeah, time. you're one. just saying Bruinia's husband. Bruinia's husband.
0: <laughs> and... really I challenge you to actually listen to our podcast <laughs>
3: I have it in my notes on outside of what I had but I knew I knew I had that down but I knew it was Anya in a knee way or whatever Ewan Ewan
2: but I don't think you've said Ewan's name since like the beginning of last that's year that's very possible
0: no no there was the scene where he was feeding um, Rupus fish during... fish guts a little yeah little it fish. was the
3: one before he got blown up and then we went and had a good time and, and then you they got blown up didn't even
1: remember his name
0: alright it's been about 15 minutes of weird nonsense get up. your hands away from this <laughs>
3: Hero, points. Was unearned
1: hero so, points. Beckus just
3: wants to note that he knew who everyone was because he was there when the one that you're crying about was born.
2: Also because the man who controls Beckus takes extensive notes. <laughs> Wait, someone's Usually puppeteering I do. Beckus? I do, I do be take extensive
3: notes, but I will say I do take Jonathan Nash style notes <laughs> where they are all over the place and unless I have the right book at the right time. Yeah. And I did take notes for this one. I was like, I'm not leaving this behind. Like, I have to know where I'm going.
0: In addition to you two having, you have uh, Carl having a day off, one mine bon having to go to work. Beckus, you have, again, a performance at night, assuming that you're not interrupted by ele- the 11th hour, needing some help tracking down yet another coin. So that is your current situation. You have, some of you have certain amounts of free time at various points during the day which is where we're going to try to figure out what you're doing. Carl?
1: Uh, first thing, I'm going to go locate Beckis and um, just try and cement the idea in his head that you know, if he had to choose, um, say, both of us were sick with the disease <laughs> uh, and he only had one <laughs> one cure, uh, I just want to make sure that he'll pick Carl. So I'm going to do a little bit of work. I choose all. myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I choose myself.
3: Um, I'm going to take it in case I don't have it and like you coming and telling me this infected me with it. <laughs> I choose
2: myself. Like, you've lived like fucking thousands of years, man. That is greedy. Yeah, that is, that is quite greedy. L- listen,
1: listen, listen. Uh, I'm not actually going to do that because I don't actually know that Bon Bon would choose Bekkus over Carl. That's true. You don't know that. I don't know that, so I actually wouldn't go do that. No. I was mostly doing that to make a joke. But, um <laughs> You could we can edit it out. I mean, you could literally. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit on... this
3: entire episode out at this <laughs> no, point. You're not. You can literally wake up and just knock on my door, and then like you can wake me up, and then Bon Bon will wake up in the drawer that she's sleeping in. Oh, you have your own room. It's a closet. No, we made you a tiny oh, room, yeah. didn't we, Carl? It's has, a closet, Carl but it's big for you.
0: No, Carl has the
3: closet. I thought Carl was sleeping on the couch.
0: No, no, no. You have three rooms. One used uh, uh, one used to be an old uh, servants' quarters, which basically means it's in a glorified closet. And that's where you set up Carl's crash pad bed.
2: Where do I sleep? In a regular bed? And you have a full-sized like room. a human yeah. bed? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm the greedy one. Never mind. Yeah. well, uh, <laughs> I don't need that <laughs> much There's enough room. room
0: in your room for your smaller alchemical lab, so you can do stuff there, too. Oh, that's right. Beckus has the big room, though.
2: I will brew up a potion that is actually a poison, and then I will ask Carl... To choose between Beckus and me. You're at work. No. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I that's to, right, I
1: go to work. I have to choose who I'm killing with the poison. Or I'm... I have the antidote, and you're going to poison both of yourselves. Yeah, that one. So you're going to poison Beckus, and then you're going to drink poison, and then you're going to give me him. one antidote and say, Who are you going to save, Carl?
3: Inconceivable. I built <laughs> up an immunity to <laughs> poison. <laughs> I would
0: just uh, like to inform the listeners at home that this is completely derailed. The train has fallen off the tracks, rolled down a mountain, into an iceberg, and then sunk beneath the ocean where uh, it caught on fire.
3: And okay. I would like well, to inform the Well, The door should have just fucking
1: revealed itself to me like I needed it to. I needed um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wake I'm gonna wake back us up. I'm gonna roll right. up on my
0: Are you sleeping at their place at the Smiling Tiger?
3: Of course. He walked back with us. I allowed him to stay with us.
0: Okay. Just making sure. So what are you two doing? Um, you have the forefront of activity. Is there anything you would like to accomplish? Or you just want to kind of
3: live out your day? Is there anything that you can remember about... Edit Add added out the long pause here so I can... <laughs> I do the every name time. name of my own goddamn <laughs> god. Di- so long I her name. Dianora.
0: Um. Do you remember anything about Dianora? You already made your role. You would have to do research.
3: He
1: slept, didn't he? To
0: do that sorts of stuff.
1: Wait, um, yes, I remember all of the things that I told you yesterday, which I will then <laughs> repeat to you in the exact same fashion uh, that our, our kind GM repeated them. Mer- <laughs> uh, no, we should go to the um, library and maybe research.
3: Should I just go to the park and sing to the birds and hope the right one shows up?
1: Um, or that might be a thing you could do.
3: There are
0: vermilion tits all over the place right now.
3: I feel like I have angered the goddess by not, you know, formally acknowledging her presence. Um,
1: uh, here's the th- here's the thing, though. I don't I don't know that she formally introduced herself or showed her presence. I mean, it's shouldn't-
3: not up to you to know what gods think that we should know about ourselves. As old as you are, there are gods that are older.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to go sing to some vermilion tits at the park, perhaps we should grab um some bread or something. We could feed them. Maybe find a nice bench. We can sit down and. Or we, we could
3: just go to the GD library.
1: reminisce over um my lost apprentice. um
3: I can sing along the way, but I feel like I won't see the door.
1: And her, her father Richard, and her brother, uh,
3: Ian. Already forgotten are the names no, of the it's, father. It's you and the it's, brother.
1: it's Ewan and the v- v- something. <laughs> Videro. Videro. Dero. But I I that A. one I'm never gonna remember. Alright, uh so are we we're we going to the We're library? on
3: our way to the GD library. Okay. Are you going down to
0: um the one where Morgana mm-hmm. works?
5: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Y'all wander down, takes you as always, a couple hours to get down there. Get to the library and start doing research on Dynora.
1: Could we pay a historian to help us as well?
0: They'll just help you anyway to find, you, point you to the right books. Oh, cool. Dynora is not a well-documented goddess. There are a few things that you learn, which I will give you this handy-dandy handout here. Uh, I already gave you the basic information. This goddess of stolen secrets. She is not associated with any particular month or season, as many of the gods are. Uh, she is generally depicted as female. Race is variant depending on what culture it's in. Her usual depicted age is sort of somewhere between old enough to possess, possess wisdom, that young enough to still retain sort of elegant beauty. She's usually depicted in a vibrant, commanding, seductive, beautiful manner, and is almost always smiling. Her clothing is very uh, different depending on the depiction. Sometimes she's uh, very elegant, though there are several de- like depictions of her disguised as a beggar in order to sort of play a poor and pathetic
3: victim in order to get secrets oh from people. Oh my God! It was the old man that sold me vegetables? <laughs> yeah, the
0: onion guy. <laughs> totally. This is where it
3: all began. I've been planning it where since it the onion began. guy. No. This is the god I always wanted, and I just didn't realize that it was there. Good thing you I always take the great things it. for granted.
0: In the various stories that you read through, and this is going to take you most of the day reading through all these things, mm-hmm. uh, she is depicted, uh, as a ter- her temperament is depicted as being alluring, enticing, and yet caring. Dinora is said to be the epitome of sweetness, though it's also said that it's impossible to know what she really wants. Her skill with words is such that lies and truths are almost impossible to tell apart. She is rarely seen as malicious towards those she seduces, though though there are many tales which show her dealing out her own kind of justice to those who live within a world of self-deception. She is also known to take great delight in proving to fools just how foolish they are. Her primary symbol is a bird, wings up as if about ready to take flight, traditionally illustrated with red or orange colors. And her followers are known to wear um, holy symbols that are crafted of deep earth copper, also known as earth's blood copper. It's very unique metal that is deep red in color, nearly impossible to work with and only known to exist in the volcanic regions of the deepest dwarven mines. The bird symbol is usually crafted out of thin wires of the metal, creating a knotwork-like bird-shaped design. Popular imagery includes the vermilion tit, which has already been explained. At least in this region, it is the vermilion tit, a chubby, fluffy-looking red and orange bird that happens to be native to the Portion Grand region. She is worshipped nearly everywhere, though the number of followers in any given region is generally rather small, just due to her sort of obscurity. And her temple frequency uh, regions with several followers may set up an informal gathering place and call it a temple that's usually a tavern, theater, or other entertainment venue. As far as becoming a member of the Temple of Dinora, it's generally assumed, it's not really recorded, but it's generally assumed that you're invited.
3: Well, I know I have an invitation, and I feel like in Beckett's guts he knows... So he's gonna go to a park and feed some bread to some birds and then do a dance and just sit there and wait. Just kidding. I <laughs> Fuck, I don't
1: know what I should do.
0: Any
3: ideas, Kyle?
1: Um I was gonna help like us research and then I had another thing I wanted to do while we yeah. were in the town center. Um I'd like to find some sort of like iron wood or some sort of fancy wood if available.
0: Okay. Ironwood is incredibly difficult to craft with, but
1: I'd like uh I don't know something that's really durable and like hard to craft with and like something that would be suitable to make a memorial to, okay <laughs> um kind of express a bit of Carl's guilt. I might um, just go like more like uh Bekkus, I if the temple is a bar,
3: shouldn't we speak or a meeting play, um
1: my guess would be. Either the building the door led into, or the building that you were at was the temple.
3: I work at a bar literally called the Vermilion Tit. I feel like that really <laughs> should be the temple. I feel like that might be too on the nose, but I also feel like if I didn't investigate that, I would be mad with myself if I didn't.
1: It kind of, kind of does seem like that might
3: be where I would. I happen. mean, if you want to investigate the time, place, on the front end of where that building
1: was, you can go on ahead. But I might just head to the Vermilion Tet. No, I think let's um let's let's split for a bit, and um I'll I'll get some. I need to get some wood. Um. Are you going to whittle something special? Because I feel like if we are going to speak to her, that you need to have some sort of offering. Um, well, um, I, I'd be happy to give something. I was planning on carving a statue to commemorate um, my apprentice.
3: Please do, and the better, the greater. I will give you two gold in addition, to for anything that you might spend on it. Hey, um,
0: just so you know, actual not Ironwood, it's called Darkwood. It is... Uh, 500 gold pieces for a single branch. So you I'm might have to go a little that. cheaper than that. <laughs> I'll say you can get some rare woods, enough to carve a couple of carvings, for five gold pieces.
3: What's the equivalent of mahogany? Mahogany? Fine, mahogany. <laughs> it's from the rainforest, buddy. That's good enough. I don't need anything that can't be broken by fire or magic.
2: Oh, I forgot that Um, before I left for work, I wanted to tell. All right. Carl oh, yeah. Is there any way that I would like pass by him on my way to work?
3: No. No? Did you leave a note?
2: Yes, I left a note for Carl.
3: Alright, what did it say?
2: It said I guess it's alright for you to resurrect the little girl.
1: Uh, Carl sheds shed a single tear. <laughs> uh, just roll, one. Just one tear for the note. One that, lone tear. Uh, just because you guess it's alright? like Rather than being uh-huh. like I'm so happy well, for you to resurrect your apprentice that you uh, secretly like felt like a fatherly affection for and are really upset about losing.
2: No, no. I, yeah. No, I say, I guess it's all right for you to resurrect a little girl, even though it's very human of you, uh, sincerely, but I spelled sincerely like two E's at the end. Ooh. Uh I didn't do it on purpose, and then I, I signed my name. It was
3: like S-I-N-S-E-E-R, like a seer.
2: <laughs> Sincerely.
1: Uh, I should two tears. Uh, for, okay. Uh, for I was going to
2: say, I mean, she, I did put effort into that shit, you
1: know? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling real touched, so good, he doesn't have good to good. go behind your back and resurrect her now. <laughs> uh, okay, so
0: it's now evening time. You finished up your studying.
1: Yeah, I got my wood. And bond bon,
0: you're off work. Is there anything you'd like to do during the evening, uh, Beckus, You have a couple hours to waste before you have to go off to work.
3: I'm gonna take every back alley that I can until I get to the Vermilion Tit, while knowing where I'm still going. Because I'm assuming that's where I'm performing tonight. I don't. You that is say not where. where you're performing. You're, you're
0: performing at a nicer place. Uh, there's a lot of demand for performance given the Grand Market, so you're going to be out there entertaining.
3: Well, I'll make my way towards the Grand Market while taking every back alley and looking for any sort of doors that might have a red bird on it that look weird and don't have a handle. All right, you don't find any particular okay.
0: doors. You just spilled bourbon on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, alas, you find nothing. What about you, Carl, and Bonmont? Any special plans for the evening?
1: Um, I'm going to begin work on my um, sculpture. The likes of which these mortals have never seen. Okay. Just real quick before anything, I should note that I am in my fine garb this evening.
3: Okay, going I to fancy. I know I'm working.
1: Uh, so, so this is Carl's elvish morning sculpture. It's a, a very unique and special sculpture. Um, well, in this case, it's the it's the pure the pure expression uh, of a uh, very strong emotion for an elf. And elves are not known to feel very strong emotions
3: it's very vaginal
1: it is it's just like a like a mother like i just like lost my like my baby and now i'm now i'm i'm feeling that like that emptiness and so the uh this the statue is um is actually that of uh a mother um and um she's she's cradling a little a bundle like a baby
0: make a crafting Um, check I feel like there and was make more. a record of the crafting roll that you get I for like later.
1: Yeah, there it was, was
2: more to that description. I don't think he was done. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was going to be a little.
0: Yeah, bit if more I less. didn't stop him, he's just going
3: to keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just roll for it. Oh boy, here we go. There goes oh, the hero boy. boy. I expected that.
3: Why isn't your crafting roll that high? That would have been like a twenty-two. Like you wanted to be fucking perfect.
2: <laughs> What's
3: your crafting roll? Thirteen. Uh, Fourteen. Uh, that would have been 14. a twenty. Fuck that would have been you, a twenty-six. God, that's <laughs> like higher than my performance roll. Yeah. Well, he
0: has crafting tools that give him a bonus, and he has the spe- the feat that gives him a bonus. Yeah, so it would have been more like my a twenty
3: performance
1: roll. I'm an expert.
3: You just turned. I'm in an a expert. Hero point. And I have twelve in performance. Yeah,
1: he has two things working.
3: Yeah, he just- actually
0: yours should be more because you have the Skype. Scrap-
3: you Here just, it you
1: know what?
2: In a hero point, on I'm going to keep my twenty. <laughs> I'm going to
1: keep my twenty six. I'm keeping my twenty six. Oh, do you want your hero point back? I do. Can I have my hero point back? I haven't rolled yet.
0: All right, making notations somewhere in your notebook there that you rolled a twenty six because I'm not writing it down and remembering it for you. Bonbon, you're the only one that has your evening free. What do you do? You have anything you wish to do?
2: I have a question. Quest away. Dwarven came to the sloppy bowl. After the fire, right? Yes. When we talked with him. Yes. What did he tell us? Can someone refresh my memory?
0: Uh, He just made some various comments about it didn't, like, he thought it was odd because the Jesters don't usually use magic. Um, Let me get my list. All right. So, uh, let's see. Dwarven didn't know that the Jesters were back. He was going to look into it, try to figure out uh, why they're back, how they managed to get in to the East Block without being noticed. Where Tink might be, that kind of stuff. Um, he was skeptical about the use of magic. That that seems weird. Also, that the three jesters were dead as well, as if so. He speculated that it was an outside hire who basically went rogue and killed them all for whatever reason, or possibly that the person who attacked wasn't even associated with the jesters. He gave Brenya's care to Andre and just told you that she was being taken to a safe house because she was kind of out of it and, like, cognitively dissonant. And he made arrangements for the bodies of the dead to be taken to the Temple of Yana, where they were put into gentle repose to basically keep them able to be resurrected longer, if that is the deal.
2: So we don't know where is being kept.
0: You have not been told, no. Just a safe house.
2: I would like to... I'd like to go visit Dwarven.
0: All right. You head to the Chipped Bone, where he's usually at. And uh, you walk in. You see, uh, I think I, I actually remember his name, the bartender, Caliban. He nods at you. He says,
2: I, I nod back.
5: You're here to see Dwarven, I am assuming? Yes, please. I will notify him. He is in a meeting right now, but shouldn't be too long. Would you like something to drink or eat?
2: I climb up onto the bar stool and sit on my knees uh, and kind of like play drums on the counter. And I say, yes, I would like something um, with alcohol in it, please.
0: Very well. Anything specific or just something with alcohol?
2: Do you have anything that tastes like like frog's legs?
5: I've never tasted frog legs, so I could
0: not say. Ah, uh, it tastes I a little t- bit... Oh? i tell you what we do have, though, is we just received an order of oranges. They go rather quickly, but there's a drink where you take liquor and add the juice of the orange to it. It's quite pleasant. It a very pleasant citrusy taste to it.
2: Oh, I haven't had many citrusy things. Uh, yes, I shall have the... I shall drink of the orange. Thank you.
0: All right. He takes out, and you see him pours a little bit of this clear liquid into a thing. It's called a bolt. grabs Rudy. a couple... <laughs> Grabs a couple of oranges and just squeezes them into this glass until it fills up and hands it to you.
2: I look impressed. And then I take it and I take a drink. And I. I it's
0: surprisingly sweet for compared to other alcohols that you've encountered.
2: I make a face as I'm not really a fan of sweet things, but it's not terrible. <laughs> and it definitely has a kick, which I feel like immediately because I'm a lightweight. So. Cheers. Thank you very much for the citrusy fruit of the orange.
0: He nods and heads off.
3: Enjoy
1: your bolt screw. Your nail carriageman.
2: <laughs> I proceed to get drunk.
1: All right.
0: Uh, you're drinking on your drink. Um, Caliban eventually refills your drink for you. Starting to get tipsy.
2: Thanks, Cal. <laughs> Appreciate you.
0: And then, very large man he recognizes as Jatal has this. Iron chain with spikes all over it that's hanging from his belt. He walks over. This is a uh, dwarven's ready to talk to you.
2: Thank you, Jaddle.
0: It's too tall, but yeah, Jad- He, he kind of guides you Jaddle? back behind the like lattice work that blocks Zaddle. most of the chipped bone off from the booths and guides you in where Dwarven sitting <clears throat> in a booth. And he motions for you to sit down. When you sit down, he closes the shutters behind you. I f- what can I do for you?
2: Flop down in the table in front of him.
5: You look like you've uh, begun to enjoy yourself this evening.
2: Your um, Calabar gave me um, orange citrusy fruit of the orange.
0: I see. There must have been something else involved with that. But uh, <laughs> is there anything I can do for you uh, before you fall asleep here on my booth?
2: I dwarven, uh, <laughs> my friend, my human friend that's a very real possibility, so we should get to the point. I understand this. this point. Uh, do, you, do we have any idea who has done this to Brunia's family?
5: We're still looking. Bambam
3: doesn't know anything, you guys.
0: <laughs> We're still looking into leads. Make
3: sure he knew Twi- Tink did it. <laughs> we da- don't know who did it. <laughs> well,
0: You already discussed all that with him.
2: Yeah, I know. And Bon, bon is drunk, <laughs> and she's really upset and doesn't know what to do. Can I, what do we, what can we do to, what can we do to stop it? I don't, I don't understand.
0: I have been looking into it to find out what I can. Uh, we have found a few more jesters that seem to be hanging out in certain areas. So we're making, I have uh, Halle, who's very good at finding people looking into specific inquiries. And hopefully we'll be able to find Tink. And from there, determine whether it was indeed her and the Jesters who committed this act.
2: But didn't you say that there's doubts cast because there are dead Jesters in the fire?
0: That's why we're looking for Tink, so we can find out for sure. We'll find her, we will encourage her to talk as we do, and then we will find out the truth of the matter and whether we need to be looking in to other possibilities?
2: Everyone's very upset. And I feel compelled to help, and I have no idea what I can do to help apart from try to... I slip kind of down the counter a little, like the little chair a little bit, and then I straighten up really quickly. I would like to either... Would it be possible for me to visit Bruinia?
0: Bruinia is in a very fragile mental state. If you wish to visit her, I would not stop you. However, I would ask that you refrain from mentioning the death of her children and her husband as she seems to be in a sort of fugue where she doesn't actually know that that happened. Until she can come to terms with that, she needs to be treated with kid gloves if you wish to visit her and wish her well.
2: Okay. Yes, I would like that very much and if there's anything that I can do to help... (laughs) track down Tinker, figure out, you know, more of what happened, please tell me, because I think I'm also feeling very sad, and I don't really know how to, what to do with that, so.
0: Yes, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of unhappiness that revolves around this, but we're going to get to the bottom of it, and we are going to make sure that the perpetrators of this crime pay dearly.
2: Thank you, Dorvo.
0: Of course. Would you like something or Caliban to make you something to um, sober you up a bit before you go visit?
2: Um. Yeah. All right. Oh, does he have any of those um, those dark beans? You know, they sort of taste like a boot.
0: <laughs> I'll have him make something for you that's even better than that.
2: Oh, thank you. I'd like it to taste boot-like.
0: Just uh, go out there and ask him for uh, a bit of... Uh, the spiced black.
2: Spiced black. Yes. Gotcha. I stumble back out to the bar. I I do that curtsy that Weston taught me. I go to the bar and I pull myself up by the hands like in a pull up and I just put my chin on the bar and I say, hey,
0: Kaliba, I need the spiced black. He immediately reaches over and picks up, say, an already prepared drink, <laughs> which he slides in front of you. It's, you guys are
2: so nice. It smells... Hmm? are so nice sometimes. <laughs> I mean, then they also set buildings on fire and kill children, but when they're not doing that, they're so nice, you know?
0: <sighs> the, the drink smells very spicy. Mm. When you taste it, it tastes like a mixture of dark coffee, bitter chocolate, and like jalapeno.
2: Okay. It causes I, your eyes to water. I like this. This is great. You have a napkin.
0: Kind of like your mind starts to wake up. <laughs>
2: This is fantastic! Spiced black! Do you make this yourself?
0: It's a recipe I received from someone I learned from.
2: Yeah. Well, it's quite good. This is a. In fact, I would say this is a damn fine cup of coffee. <laughs> Thank you very much.
5: <laughs> should hope to wake you up at least.
0: Alright, so, Bon Bon.
2: I'm going to have, I would, I'm going to, oh, oh, on my way to Berenius, though, I'd like to stop at a place that sells gloves that are children sized.
3: Okay. My
4: kids.
2: Dwarven said to treat her with kid gloves.
4: Huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yay.
3: That was such
0: a fucking dad joke. I also <laughs>
3: have an image of you saying kid gloves.
0: <laughs> so you pick up a very small set of gloves. Thank you. Her- <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, Jital gave you the information about where to go mm-hmm. so you go a couple blocks around into this area that looks like they're old, renovated um, like old houses that have all been subdivided and the place where you're going becomes very obvious when you see a very wide squat man with a gigantic pair of swords on his back Andra standing out front <laughs> and leaning against the wall and looking surprisingly sober oh. Mm.
2: Wait, who is that?
0: It's Andra,
3: my boyfriend.
2: Oh, that's
0: right. Boy, <laughs> this is going to become a ship if anyone actually listens to her. Uh, I'm shipping it.
3: <laughs> I already shipped it. I shipped it the first day I met Andra. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you're describing this person to me. He is his own thing. It's like me, like Britta crying over the little elf man dying. <laughs> so
0: you I, see, Andra,
3: he notices you
0: approaching, and he nods.
2: Hello, Andra. I yes. I've come to visit Brunia, and I, I've brought her a gift. Dwarven instructed me to uh, treat her with kid gloves. I'm a little concerned, however, though, because I feel like these are just going to remind her about what happened.
0: He raises a very puzzled eyebrow in your direction. He takes, reaches down and gently takes the gloves out of your hand and says,
2: You'll treat her with them?
0: Oh, oh I see. Okay. Oh, good use.
2: Excellent. Thank you oh. very much.
0: Just remember, and he gets dead serious as he looks at you.
5: Near no talk about the kids, about uh, asthma, just let her rest for. A while.
2: I'm pretty sure I understood most of that, and you can count on me. I'm. Right.
5: If you don't. If she you get upset, I will have to cut your arm off. <laughs> just one. Wait, I'm sorry.
2: You'll have to cut my cut arm off? off. Yeah,
5: just one though, not the other.
2: It's very kind of you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, also, I heard. Um, I heard Backus, uh sends his regards.
0: Uh, <laughs> he opens the door for you. He motions up a set like it
3: opens up into a minute. That's immediate, why he like, got
1: in. Wingman, 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 Carl just like. No,
3: I wingman without even being there. He, she just name dropped, name dropping. and he got uh-huh.
0: let The door opens up into an immediate hallway that kind of splits left and right and a stairway that goes up Andrea Andra points up the stairs uh, uh, set and on the left. Bon
2: Bon walks up. And goes to what she thinks is the second door on the left. All right.
0: <clears throat> you walk down this hall and you approach the second door on the left. You can hear footsteps from inside and a female tone humming. I knock. All right. The humming stops. You hear the footsteps approach the door. You hear the door latch opens and kind of poking out and you see Brynja, although her face... Before the attack, or her general appearance before the attack, obviously very different. You didn't really have a chance to sort of focus in on what happened after the attack. But you can see uh, she's wearing this sort of like, almost like a gown, like a nightgown sort of a thing, but a little classier, a little more made-to-go-outside sort of thing. And you can see these, like, rippling scars that run up her face. On her arms, you see the same sort of thing. They're, like, in these ripples, as if something just sort of, like, blew across her um, leaving this like almost tiger-stripe pattern of scars. Her hair is almost completely gone. You can tell that it looks like somebody took, took what was left of it and just cut it really, really short, so it's only about an inch, her red hair. And then you see uh, she's not wearing the necklace that her husband gave her right now, but you see right in the center of her chest a very distinctive-looking scar in that sort of ugly, misshapen knotwork, as if the necklace itself burnt into her flesh. But she doesn't seem to really notice any of this. She looks down at you and smiles and says, Oh, Bonbon, bon, it's it's good to see you. I didn't know if I was going to see anyone. Uh, come on in. I was just making some tea. Do you want some tea? Sure. Oh, come in here.
3: Have a seat. Bonbon bon was not <laughs> mentally prepared enough for this backflip right now.
2: Thank, thank you. Uh...
0: So what brings you here? I mean, well, Andra tells me that you've been Helping, uh, helping uh, Darrow and the kids and Carl and all them helping to get the place back in order while they rest up.
2: Yes, that is correct. We have been helping. It's very them. nice of you. It's oh, very nice. you know, I was thinking, you
0: know, since the murals just basically destroyed now, of just having Carl do a whole completely new one. Maybe, maybe something to, instead of something back with, uh, back Wayne, but maybe something just like more a uh, picture of life in the East Bug, since this is my home now, you know. I'm from st- that place, but...
2: Okay. Straight up making me cry, so... <laughs> Was not mentally prepared. Should have been mentally prepared. And are, you, are you okay? Yes, I am totally fine. My giant eyes are watering. <laughs> like, very noticeably. So, uh...
0: Um, I'm like kind of re- leans over and gives you a little hug.
2: Uh, do you have a... Uh some kind of cloth handkerchief or napkin. Um I just of I think that the, the steam from the tea
0: Oh she looks around tea that's not even yet boiling. <laughs> okay. She you know, goes you. and gets you a piece of cloth.
2: Oh, thank you. Well I um I think that's an excellent idea. You know, your idea for the mural. I think that will be perfect. Um I mean, you know, under the circumstances and uh, I know Carl is anxious to get back to work on it and, and um yeah, everything's great. I just wanted to check on you. You know, we miss you. And
0: uh... I'm doing fine. I'm I'm healing up. They they um healed me up for the most part. But something uh, I you don't know something a bit off where the I'm gonna have to. If I want to remove the scars, I have to go and actually have some other sort of spell cast. But I'm, you know, I'm thinking maybe I won't. That uh, you know, just to remind me of how life is dangerous. It says that. I've always believed that, and my, my grandfather believed that it's the scars that you wear that define who you are as a person and who you've been in your life. So I'm still thinking about whether I want to keep them or not.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I am. I, um, you know, my people are are very, um, um, I guess what you would call avid fans of uh, scarification, you know, and, and scarring oneself to commemorate certain events. And
5: That's an interesting, uh, uh, yeah. interesting Honestly, tradition.
2: I think your scars, you know, they, they add character and, and your head looks nice. You know, I like this. I run my hands over my hair.
0: Oh, like yeah, the... it'll, it'll grow back. I'm not the fondest of this, but, you know, most of it was gone, so you just had to even it out at the very least. Yeah. But uh, as you're speaking with her, the tea starts to whistle, and she wanders over, and I need you to make a medicine check.
2: Pretty sure that's a 24. Hold on. Oh. Uh. Seriously, made me cry.
3: <laughs> you were not mentally prepared enough for this backflip. No, I will guide you like, I mean, I, back I, to I Earth. Mean,
2: Obviously, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know. I had no idea.
3: Like you just... went in there like alone, like I pulling, know, prep like, for what was going to happen, and then you just twenty five.
2: Well, and I thought there. I was going to talk to her about that incident, and then everyone was like, "Don't, or I'll cut off your arm." And I'm like, "Okay, so I guess I'm just gonna go down this emotional roller coaster." It's twenty five.
0: All right, twenty five. Renya walks over and she picks up the teapot, and you notice the teapot's boiling and the steam's coming out and of everything. And you notice she just grabs it and doesn't even seem to notice. And you know from experience as an alchemist that these things are incredibly hot. And you can see sort of a little bit of steam rising from her hand, as if she just has completely blocked out the fact that she's grabbing something that's scalding hot. And she walks back over and just sets it down on the table. Grabs a couple of things of tea and begins pouring. Make a perception check, real quick, too. And hero point. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what did you get?
2: Three. Let's. Can we just say that I'm like too distracted by this to notice anything important? Or yeah. no, one more hero no, point. They can't do it can't on the same roll. <clears throat>
5: All right.
0: You don't notice. The, you don't. Do not notice that the tea is poison. Just kidding. But he's not poison.
2: Oh my god, that would suck. She pours you some tea.
1: I'd have to choose who I gave the antidote (laughs)
3: to. She curly knows and she's mad and she's angry and vindictive about why her family died. Well if
1: I gotta choose, I'm gonna give the antidote to Bonbon. That way I can keep anyway. I don't need her permission. Ouch.
2: Wow.
0: (laughs) Rufus smacks you in the back of the head for even thinking. That was a joke. (laughs) Anyway, back to the scene. You sit there and drink tea with Brunia. Is there anything specific you'd like to talk to her about? She's, mostly yes. just, she's just mostly just prattling on about the, all the changes she wants to do to the sloppy bowl when she gets better.
2: There are many, many things I would like to talk to Brunia about, but I can't because I like my arms, so <laughs> I just visit with her for a while, however anticlimactic this adventure may have been. Uh, it was, you know, nice to see her, so I'll just finish my tea and talk with her for a bit about her plans and then
5: eventually just leave okay um, um,
2: I... I, would it be all right Bruni, if i came to see you again soon
0: of course stop by whenever you want um okay. i'm not sure how long i'll be here um i endured quite a shock is what they're telling me um so i'm just going to be here until you make sure that whatever happened if i get these scars cleared up or whatnot and where i going it's going to take care of the money since we've been doing, you know, my family and I have been doing a service for the East Block, so just waiting for that, getting a little rest and relaxation It was a bit traumatic, I hope I uh, hope the the kids and, and Daryl are doing okay, that they're not too traumatized but uh, would you have a good night and have the other stop by sometime it'd be nice to see them
2: Yes, absolutely, they would love to see you all right, so you take you take care. All
0: right, have a good night. You as well. And you leave the safe house, and Andre kind of looks down at you, and he gives you, like, a stare.
2: I said absolutely nothing. I feel all that this can't be good trust. for her in the end. I mean, eventually she's going to find out.
5: Well, she needs fire out of town.
2: She, she thinks it, it seems cruel as all,
5: you yeah. know. It's uh, got to keep her sight. Make right, if she do not uh, yeah, do something all like herself.
2: Oh, oh, I see, okay. No, that, I guess, them I suppose that makes sense. Well,
5: you, know what you, can? you got a, you got a, a wizard come, some coming, uh, looking in the head, you see it come. Yeah, like oh, or oh, wither, with that like claw. <laughs> you know, call in, pat an ad.
2: Yeah, uh, right. Uh, no, absolutely. That's a yes. Wizards are very good at that sort of thing. So, oh, yeah. Well, thank you for allowing me to visit. Please make sure she gets those kid gloves. You know, whenever she's yeah, ready yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, 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 Okay, <laughs> and uh, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will head back home now.
0: All right. The night carries on into the next day, unless anybody has anything specific they want to do.
2: I want
3: to do this. Before I go to sleep, I light three red candles in my bedroom. All right.
2: Are you
1: performing witchcraft?
3: Trying. He's a, oh. surp- <laughs> a surprise witch. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: Carl's still working on a statue.
3: All right. And then.
1: Mm. Is it love, I passion, would
3: like to- or revenge? What is it? I would
2: like to share with them. If it's all with the red candles, it would probably be love, right? Well, I guess it could be any of those. I would like to let them know what fucking happened at Bruinia's. Okay. Like, when I come home, if you guys are both there, I would I would like to fill you in on what it's like over there and what she looks like and the fact that I wasn't allowed to give her the kid gloves and that your boyfriend threatened to cut off my arm and... <laughs>
3: your boyfriend. <laughs> You're glad he didn't take more because he could have ripped you in half. <laughs> he could have quartered you. He could have put you in a trash bin. I would he like... He could have put you in five trash bins... Across the whole block because he would have taken a piece at a time and just ripped it off and kept going.
2: Oh, yeah, and then my boyfriend would reassemble me and bring me back to life.
3: Yeah, and then he'd blow you up. (laughs) (laughs) Carl uh, lights a a pipe and just watches. You go ahead and tell me how many of his (laughs) research assistants are his reanimated corpses that he's brought back to life. You go ahead and you tell me.
2: 17.
1: And I bet he kissed them all, too.
2: (laughs) whoa. Whoa. Whoa! No, he
3: didn't kiss them while they were alive. He did it before they were revived. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, I would like anyone who is an expert
0: in either a cult. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. No. Yes, a cult or arcane or nature, which I know none of you are, to make a roll. None of you are experts except I am. for. I an expert. Hold on, on. Vine.
3: I almost went expert in a cult, but I knew that Molly was twenty. So I went twenty.
0: With
3: mm-hmm. My athletic. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna
0: allow a follow up roll. Which, which, what did you use? A cult. Occultism. Yeah. From uh, Becca Carl, you can do a follow up roll, but you can't use a cult. You can either use arcane
1: or nature. Uh, do you have nature? I have arcane. I'll use arcane. I'll use a hero point. All right.
2: Also, uh, it's Arcana.
0: Arcana. Sorry. I'll get it one of these hey, days.
2: Hey, that's not bad.
0: 30. <gasps> All right. And so, Beckus, if you want to add to the thought process, you can roll nat- <laughs> nature if you <gasps> wish. Oh, my God. So if you Nature? Want
3: to... All right. Mm, so. I have a
1: plus one in nature. So... All right. Make a roll anyway.
0: Hmm. You never know if you get a natural 20. Nope.
1: That's okay. a D12, not a D20. Mm. <laughs> yes, please
0: roll the correct die. <laughs> You're never going to get anywhere in life if you can't roll a natural
2: 20.
4: <laughs> oh!
0: What oh! I roll? A fucking what? natural 20. You
2: rolled a natural flipping 20. Oh. How is
3: that uh, thing that happens? Just to spite Jason. <laughs> oh my
2: God, that was amazing.
3: It's magic. <laughs> right. Which things just keep falling on my lap. That's true. Right.
0: So Bon Bon, you get the first thought and you're relaying the story and you're thinking about the incident where she grabbed... The teapot. And as you're relaying the story and how she just seemed to ignore it, at first you just thought it was shock. Like, she just didn't seem to notice. And then you realize that she wasn't really, like, any rational person, even if they're in shock, would have dropped the pot after a second. She held on to it for several seconds as she moved over and picked it up and just was, you know, didn't seem to notice anything. Carl and Beckus, you start to think, Carl, you start to like as she's describing this, as Bond um, Bond is describing this sort of pattern of scars on her and combined with Bex's sort of natural 20 in nature role you get this feeling that all the evidence that you've looked into so far suggests that she was the center of the attack. She was in the center of the blast. Somebody targeted her specifically yet she survived
2: She's a Targaryen
0: not only she, did she survive, but she was a way less wounded than she should have been compared to the state of the other bodies. You get the feeling that something protected her. You don't it know if it was an outside force. It could be, as many sorcerers have, like a natural affinity to uh, an element that they connected with. She could have dragon's blood in her. She could have elemental blood in her. You don't know what it is. But something is definitely off about the fact that she is not Scorched. that was a very powerful uh from all by all signs it was a very powerful attack that probably would have leveled any three of you and for some reason ruin survived it and that is where we're going to finish off for tonight with a little you know direction Ooh. you guys didn't do a bunch of the stuff that i wanted you to do and i would suggest Beck really, really, really thinks a lot about how to get into that door if he wants to, because <laughs> there's a very specific
3: way to do it. And I've Should been I just giving him clues. fucking a smile. Should I just fucking smile at the wall? I don't know. He's looking at me like, oh, okay, like maybe he figured. <laughs> well, it out. Well, you can listen to the previous episodes to get a clue. I listened but, to the previous episodes okay. to like get the location of where I went and like the like recollection of that. <laughs> like, if I have to go further, I heard he made a whole fucking fancy dance as some fucking bird, and he loved it. He fucking <laughs> loved it. As I recall, uh, and like I was in their throne, like, oh, Jasmine's like, ooh, that bird's really fucking taken with you. Oh, that was uh, Lydia who said that. Oh, well, whatever. It was the understudy. It was the one bitch that was like, oh, I'm not special. No, I
1: thought it was a special one.
3: It was Lydia, the star. The star. She was the star, but Jasmine's the real star. Like, get out (laughs) of (laughs) here. Like, let's all pretend like the dark one who does the (laughs) role isn't the star of that.
0: All right. Game's over now. I have been Jason. I have been the Game Master.
3: I've been Beckus Brandywine looking for my goddamn god.
1: (laughs) I've been Carl, played by Ali,
2: And I've been Molly Oblivion. uh, Crying. Crying and somber tonight, which is weird. If you want to hear more crying and somberness from me, check out my podcast, Final Girl (laughs) Friday. Hey, Molly, would
0: you like to plug your podcast?
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to hear more crying from me, check out my podcast, Final Girl Friday at anchor.fm. There's no crying parties. in
3: there, but it is pretty good. There's
2: no crying in Final Girl Friday. Right. There is crying in Pathfinder, though. You
3: motherfucker. Shorty drops Aww.
0: all the dice on the floor. Excuse Thank me. you for listening. I just cut this out before it goes completely crazy. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Thank you for being here and stuff. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.
2: Cause we play
3: to win. <laughs> <days. laughs>
2: Cletus the pig escaped again.
3: Don't get him. Don't go get. Gonna get that pig. Gonna get. It. He's a big, handsome fella. He's a big old derp. I like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Are you, are you taking pictures of me? You can post pictures of my frustrated face on t- the
4: yes, Twitter
2: account because I've been, I'm going to set up the Instagram sometime this weekend, oh, yeah. and I want to have pictures of everybody in action. <laughs> So
0: look like
3: you're uh threatening (laughs)
2: pills. All
0: right. Now back to the game.
3: (laughs) Back as Brandywine appears as a cloud above Bon Bon's head. Keep your cool girl.